Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together Hello, beautiful. Happy Friday. We are doing a live IG right now and we are recording for the Finding Fertility podcast. I've got some really good questions and I wanted to bring them to you all because I think um, they'll be really, really helpful. So I had a question about a week ago. Sorry, it's taking me so long to get through a lot of these questions. A lot of There's a lot of really good questions coming through and I try to answer as many as I can. I do this on my own. I don't hire someone to do my IG. So like it takes me some time, right? <laughs> but I'm here and I'm hoping that all this information is going to be really helpful to your journey. So I had a question about, can anyone tell you why one might have high natural killer cells? What is the root cause of this. She's guessing it starts in the gut. Am I right or wrong? Working with the doctor now and trying to find the root issue, but it's taken me so long. I've been trying to conceive for six years and recently turned 40. So 100% high NK cells happen because your gut health is so low and your gut health is the hub, right? We all really need to start thinking of our gut as the main source of everything we do because it's true. You drink a glass of water to hydrate yourself. Who has to deal with that? Your gut. You take supplements to improve your egg quality. Who has to deal with that? Your gut. You eat food and it goes to your gut. Your gut has to deal with all of that. And it it takes away all the crap and it puts in it tries to put in all the good stuff back into your body to the necessary areas. And what is happening to a lot of us, we are the product of the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s now that are kind of our lifestyle, our diet choices have just got a little bit worse than let's say people who were born in the 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s. And we are now dealing with a lot of autoimmune issues that are rising because of this. And this diet is not just the only thing, it's stress as well and our lifestyles that contribute to having poor gut health. But diet is definitely one of the top ways that we are damaging our gut. So what happens is over time, you basically have to think of your gut as a shag carpet, right? It's got these like little tentacles that go like this and food or like all the good kind of nutrients, they suck into them and then put it back out into your body where it needs to be. And it keeps all of the food particles out, everything that should not be getting into your blood system. Now what's happening over time is like we're wearing down the shag carpet and food particles are getting in, just other stuff is getting into your bloodstream and your immune system is like, whoa, 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 what is this? Attack, attack, attack. And this shows up so differently 
in everyone's body and that's why genetics is really important that's why you see someone maybe doing the same exact thing you are and not dealing with the issues you are so it it does come down to genetics but you influence how your genes react and how they move (laughs) how they express themselves so when your immune system is on high alert, everyone has natural killer cells. And when they start elevating, that is one of the main reasons is because food particles and other things are getting into your bloodstream, amping up your immune system, and it can attack your thyroid. Um, It obviously shows up in a lot of gut issues. So some people have like really severe immune issues. And for me, I didn't really have anything severe. I had a lot of normal health issues. Like I had my tonsils out, but I like kept getting tonsillitis, got diagnosed with IBS and, you know, little things like that. But those are all kind of normal, right? we look at those things like they're normal. So we don't really think our immune system is acting up or playing up. But if you have like arthritis or you have endometriosis, obviously thyroid, there's lots of different little things that are now pointing to autoimmune issues. And these have, you know, can potentially have a really big negative impact on our fertility. Obviously not everyone. Once again, like I said, you have people with autoimmune issues all the time. It might not necessarily affect their fertility, but if you're dealing with infertility and you're looking at these things, you really need to connect them because our body is one. We work as one. So if something is off, it's highly likely it's going to trickle down to other things. And your gut health is like key. Like I said before, it's not only your diet, stress and lifestyle can have a major impact on your gut health and your immune system and your hormone levels. So there's really two things that you do really need to focus on. But as I know, it is like really overwhelming, you know, to have to change your whole diet and then your whole lifestyle. And then you get into your mental health and your stress levels. So I always say, try to focus on one, start doing one and incorporating little things and just keep building and building and building. And eventually you will see results. And those results are different in everyone. If you are working with a doctor who is looking at your gut health, so has done a comprehensive stool test, not just one, like a really, really good one, you want to be looking for like parasites or yeast overgrowth. These are really important because if you're on this like perfect diet and you're still, you have these bugs or yeast overgrowth, it will still whack your gut health out of play. (laughs) So that's really important to dig deep into your gut health. There's a lot of things you can look into your adrenals your endocrine system. You definitely want to find your food sensitivities. And if you're sensitive to any kind of other products that they put into food, my husband just did a food allergy test and it came to light that he's intolerant to Tylenol. And we've been trying to put some symptoms together with what's going on and what he's taking because he actually never took painkillers when we lived in the United Kingdom and he didn't ever really get headaches. And then when we moved to Hawaii, you know, lifestyle, career change, all that two kids, uh, he started getting headaches and started taking Tylenol a lot. And then other symptoms started to come and arise from that. So it's really looking at a whole, like I can't take ibuprofen. It really knocks my gut health out of whack. So it's just not food. It's what you're taking in medicine wise or supplement wise, environment wise. So I know it's really overwhelming and it's a lot. And sometimes it does feel like a lifetime when you're trying to figure the root cause out because 
most of us don't show up to infertility and go, okay, I'm ready to find my root cause. You're like hyper-focused on your lady bits and so are your doctors. So you do spend, I know I spent like over three years of my journey not looking into any of this, not even knowing that these things could have a play and an impact on your fertility. So sometimes it does get really frustrating, especially when you are putting in the hard work and it's not necessarily showing results, which our result that we want is a pregnancy and to go full term with that pregnancy. What I always suggest to my clients and what's part of the fertility food program is a goals list of your normal health issues that you're dealing with. So fertility is like number one. I always say put it at number 10 because we know you're dealing with infertility. Nine other symptoms that you're dealing with right now. And when you're moving, shifting your diet and your lifestyle, start looking at that goal list and go, oh, that's improved, that's improved, that's improved. And when you're seeing results that way, I always feel like fertility is one of the last things to go into place. And I don't know why, but I felt it with my journey. And I do see it with a lot of my clients' journeys that they will see other areas of their lives greatly improve before they reach their ultimate goal. And it's just really important to focus on that. So I hope that's answered your question and just keep going, keep going. If you don't feel like you're working with the right doctor or practitioner, don't feel that just to keep going with them because you're like, I've spent all this time and money with them. I need to keep going. It's like, no, okay, they're not giving me what I want and reach out to someone else that might get a fresh pair of eyes. I've obviously never worked with a client that has not been to a regular doctor. And I have had clients where they're working with me and a functional medicine doctor at the same time, just because I have a completely different perspective of the journey because I've been there, I've done it. And especially when you're dealing with unexplained or autoimmune issues, those are, you know, my expertise, if you would like. So I really hone in on that and you get like a really personalized look, you know, you're not just a number with me. Not that I'm saying you're a number with doctors, but sometimes we feel that way, right? <laughs> so I got an email today. Great timing to do this Q&A. She says, I am 44 years old. My labs seem totally fine. I have regular cycles. They have some cysts on my left ovary. I have a low HNA ovarian reserve due to my age. I just want to ovulate. Are there any pointers? And she said, yes, I'm also overweight. Okay, age does come into a play. We can't deny that but we can't hyper-focus on that. I was 27 when I started trying to conceive. I could not have a baby naturally. Once I did all the hard work and reversed my issue, I got pregnant naturally at 36. So age for me is just a number, even though sometimes when you get above 40, it does feel like, okay, we do need to find the root cause of what's going on quickly. Like, you know, sometimes clients don't want to test because of money. And I'm like, no, okay, we need to know these things right now, not six months down the line. For me personally, being overweight is a symptom that things aren't right. Yes, genetics, 100% plays into whether or not you're going to have weight issues. Uh, for me personally, I got my dad's genes. Like I'm skinny as fuck and I've always been that way. And even when I was eating really unhealthy and probably drinking like a 12 pack of beer and eating pizza and like living a normal 20 girls lifestyle, I still didn't put on weight. 
Now, if I had my mom's genes, it would be a different story. Her side of the family definitely packs on the weight when things aren't in play. And just for a really good example, most of my clients who are dealing with infertility, we find, you know, the root cause of what's going on in their gut. We find some food sensitivities and we work on their hormone balance and their rest. The weight comes off. For example, my mom, I obviously work with a lot of family members who want to just improve other things, not their fertility. My 60 year old mother is not trying to conceive, but we did a food sensitivity test on her and we found out that she was actually intolerant to coffee, avocados, corn, and tuna, like four of the things that she probably almost had every single day of her life. One of her big issues has been weight. The moment she eliminated that stuff, at least 90%, she dropped 15 pounds during COVID. So instead of gaining 15 pounds, like a lot of people have during COVID, she actually dropped it just by finding her food intolerances that were raising her inflammation. And one of the symptoms that her body produces is weight issues because of the inflammation and the intolerances to what you're putting into your body. So it really all comes back to finding your food intolerances, finding what you're intolerant to, to your toxins, your environment, and reducing those as much as you possibly can. Ovulation, once again, you need healthy hormones. The only way you're going to have healthy hormones is by having a healthy gut and a healthy endocrine system. So you also want to look on the stress impact you have in your life. So we all have stress. Even before infertility comes in, we have a crazy amount of stress that this society puts on us. So it's finding ways to deal with that because we can't all leave our stressful situations, whether that's a job, family members, lifestyle, you know, there's very few times that we can literally just get rid of it. So we have to find ways to deal with that stress and infertility is the same way, dealing with the infertility issues, finding ways to deal with that. Um, that's why I started journaling and you can see the baby and me journal behind me. That's why I created created the journal is to start focusing on the joy and what you're grateful for now while you're, you know, working your ass off to what you want in the future. So those two questions kind of lead into another question I had off of TikTok, which is how do you know your gut is healing? Will you see this in OPK tests? So the easy <laughs> answer and what I just talked about before is setting those goals, writing down what your normal health issues are or common health issues are. I mean, down to really simple things that you wouldn't think. So skin issues or hair, mood, your sleep, obviously anything with the gut, bloated, diarrhea, constipation, Anything that is a bother. I think on one of the Q&As I did like last month, someone got like a throat tingly thing, like always felt like they had phlegm at the back of their throat. Um, anything that's just not normal, like our bodies are always trying to get back to a healthy 100% state. And what we're doing is just like, <laughs> like pinning it down. Like if you're into wrestling, it's like, all your inflammations are slamming you to the ground and your body can't like move and get up and regenerate. When you know your gut health is improving, you're seeing your normal health symptoms either disappear 
reduce. So you really want to focus on those. And if you are having ovulation issues, you will see it on an OPK test. If you balance your hormones out and you start getting positive tests. And I always say when you're testing your ovulation, not to hyper-focus on it. I know with PCOS, it's a little bit different, but if you can just confirm three months in a row that you're ovulating around the same time each month for you because we're all different don't get hung up on the day 14 because that's not true for everyone find when you're ovulating your window confirm with prove confirm that you're having healthy ovulation and i'll put that down in the show notes for everyone prove that you are having a healthy ovulation because what your opk tests are doing is just saying okay, you're about to ovulate. It's not confirming that you've had a healthy ovulation and a healthy ovulation is healthy hormones on the second part of your period. And you want to have good progesterone levels. I always struggle with that word. So that's how you know your gut health is healing by everything else. I had a question a few weeks ago and I just haven't been able to answer it. And it was about exercise. So how much is too much when you're dealing with infertility? So the question really comes back to your adrenals. Are your adrenals overworked? Your adrenals are in your endocrine system. And like I just said, you need a healthy endocrine system to have healthy hormones, amongst other things. And I would say a large majority of people in the infertility community are type A. Like we stress over shit, we're always on the go, you know, we're always trying to prove go, 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 right? Like it's insane. And then you put infertility on top of that. And what is happening is your adrenals are just getting overworked and they're just like, I've had enough. So exercise is inflammatory. Um, It's usually a good inflammatory, but if you ever really watch professional sports people, they recover from that impact. And what we're doing kind of as women and what society has taught us in the past, especially when you're having weight issues, is go to the gym, hard, 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 go, 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 go. But what you're actually doing is the complete opposite of what you should be doing and resting and recovering, especially for your adrenals. So every time you go to the gym and you do, let's say like a 45 or higher super hard impact, you're doing that three, four times a week, or you're a big runner. I know runners really deal with this because they feel it's like their outlet is that you actually have to tone back your high impact exercise to let your adrenals and everything else just like calm down. So you need to replace the high impact exercise with things like yoga and walking and all the things that a type A person would find absolutely like maddening, just like I did. I've struggled to get into yoga for a really long time because I'm like, this isn't doing anything for my body. I'm not sweating. I'm not moving hard. My mind's racing. But that's exactly what you need is to calm the fuck down, right? You need to a little kumbaya in your life. So with exercise, it's really dependent on where you are with your adrenals, your endocrine system and your gut health. And the best way to really do a self-diagnosis is your stress levels. Can you honestly say that you have a balanced, stress-free life? And for most of us, it's probably a no. So I would 
shy away as much as you can from super high impact exercise during this time and just to really give your body that time to rest and recover and heal. And once you do that, that's when you're able to reintroduce the more stressful exercise. And then you just have the knowledge, okay, I've gone really hard at the gym. So I need to do things for my body to help rest and recover, which sleep is a really easy one. And meditation, you know, just laying low the next day. So that is why we say, I mean, I don't really know why the fertility doctors recommend you not do the high impact stuff. I know when you're doing IVF and you're stemming, high impact on those ovaries are just like a no-no. You don't even want to walk. <laughs> but from a functional medicine point of view, it's really about your adrenal not your lady bit. So I hope that has cleared up some things for you guys. Please, if you have any questions, I'm doing a lot more of these Q&As to get this information out to everyone and anyone possible. I hope you have a beautiful weekend, a great rest of your Friday. And if you're interested in the Fertility Food Program, it's an online program that is directed to you. You are the one who steers the ship. It's not like you sign up and you have 30 days to complete it. It is a really holistic approach and really helps you get down to what you need to do about your diet and also gives you some tips about your mindset as well, which is the number one thing missing from your diet. And obviously, I'm always here for one-to-one coaching. So go to the website, www.findingfertility.co and check all that stuff out. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and you got a little nugget of knowledge to take with you. Remember, if you have any questions of your own and you're not within the Fertility Food Program or a one-on-one coaching client, please reach out in the DMs or on my email, monica at findingfertility.co and hopefully I can answer your question here on the podcast and mostly live going on TikTok now. I'm gonna step away from IG for a little bit. I know you might hear a few lives here on the podcast that have already been recorded, but we're gonna switch things up and see how we go over on a TikTok. So if you are not on TikTok and you want to join me, I'm at Finding Fertility. Super fun, super engaging. I'm absolutely loving the community over there. So you guys have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next week for another episode of Finding Fertility. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.